Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast. My name is Colm O'Hearn, and I don't have an Alice Bell with me this week, but I do have a Simon Miller. And I'm worth two people, or so they say. At least two. Exactly, let's say three. If so you've got not- a four-man team today. I could just portray... No, we won't do that. Let's not even you go to do that different race. voices. No, we're not going to do different voices. I thought about that. I thought that's a terrible idea. <laughs> it's just you and me, Colm. That's it. This yeah. is a podcast. Just two people. What uh, a world. We has live there in. ever been uh, a yeah, two men? It happened a few times. Happened a few times, especially during like E3 and Gamescom and things yeah. like that when people were away. So here we are, Colm. Well, we are still to it. Just, we can talk about anything we want. There's yeah. no one here to stop us running wild. We can talk about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> we can do whatever we, whatever we want. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> We can talk about the Royal Rumble. Who's going to win that? Five, four, five days away at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Talking, I'm excited. It's cool. good Royal Rumble. Who's going to win? Nobody knows. <sighs> That's the, yeah, it's the I, best Royal Rumble in years. Although it is like seven hours long or something. So <laughs> two hour pre-show. Oh, jeez. Who is going to win the Royal Rumble? Is it, is it like... Because they're pushing Sami Zayn. I mean, we'll get, we'll get on to games in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're pushing... Uh, I'm quite enjoying the push of Sami Zayn, even though he is kind of being pushed as a bit of a nerd. It's a weird push. It's yeah. a very stop-start, up-and-down push. But they're surely... Well, my only worry is they put him in the Royal Rumble to get Rollins out the Rumble. That's my worry, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think Triple H is going to be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Mm. And then Rollins is going to come out and... Eliminate him. Maybe. I think Samoa Joe's going to win the Royal Rumble. Ooh. This is my ridiculous pick that won't happen, but I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Oh, that'd be great. He won't win the Rumble. I think Braun Strowman's a good shout this year. Yeah, yeah. Because I think... He's definitely going to get the Kane, the Kane push yeah, and eliminate but like six or seven people. I just anyway. think, although people are like, no, no, he can't do it. He can't do it. It's like some years the Royal Rumble should be used as a tool to make people. Mm-hmm. And I know they've done it the last few years with Roman Reigns. It didn't work. But I think there's a way to do it with Roman Reigns, uh, to with Braun Strowman. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah. I wouldn't be adverse to him winning it as long as it was booked well, because mm-hmm. they, they can make him look cool. So I th- I think they have. I think they've done well with him. Like w- when you think back to when he first appeared on Raw, and people were we are just questioning. talking about wrestling now. It's done. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. All right, let's go. No, no, no. I want to hear what you're going to say. No, I want to hear what you're going to say. I'm but, but when when he first appeared on Raw, which is what two years ago, two and a half, maybe with the White family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was just because he he bypassed NXT, mm. and everyone was just like, "What the fuck are they doing here?" To what he is now, and how like a lot of people have a lot of time for him now. Yeah, and you would. I mean, he's still green, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would argue maybe this is a better way to do it on the job training. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? So first in the news, uh, we have something on Death Stranding. Uh, Kojima's the game. game we all know all understand and yes. all know nothing weird about that we know the entire plot uh, what's involved in the gameplay <laughs> yeah. we know everything about it well Guillermo del Toro who was shown off in the last trailer that we saw during the Keelys, uh he spoke to IGN and he confirmed that he is only a character in the game and not involved creatively in any way that's strange isn't it so you've got a mm. creative director producer man yes who's now an actor in a video game surely if they're mates they must have conversations where they're like, hey, got any ideas? Will we'll, we'll Moe, whatever his name is. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is the thing. Like, he, um, Del Toro and Kojima were obviously connected with Silent Hills. So when mm. people saw him in the trailer, they thought, oh, okay, maybe he has a, a hand in this. But 
No, he, he told IGN, he just said, Kojima-san called me and said, I want you to be a character in the game. And I said, gladly. This, is, <laughs> this, <laughs> this riveting conversation. He said, how are you? I said, well. <laughs> <laughs> this is entirely Kojima-san's game. I think it's going to be a fantastic game, 100%. But this is him and his ideas. I'm just a puppet in his hands. Like, is, is as you say, is, is this not... I won't say a waste of his talents, but like... (laughs) (laughs) My point to you would be, who is buying this game because Del Toro is in it, as opposed to, I may buy that game because Del Toro has a creative input into it. That, to me, is a much better selling point. Definitely. Because you get get the kind of film snobs kind of on board as well when they go, oh, your man who made fucking Pan's Labyrinth. If between them they made Silent Hills, Mm -hmm. uh, or PT, Silent Hills never existed, which is still... I know it's a 40 minute demo or whatever. It's mental. People but, still go on about but it. I would honestly, I honestly believe it's the scariest game ever made. Genuinely. PT. Yes. Mm. It's for, I don't care about that. It's about atmosphere and about what it achieved. If those two together could do that, I don't get why Kojima, who now has 100% control of what he wouldn't go, yeah, Dell, come round. Yeah. Dell boy. Dell boy, let's shoot the shit, man. And then we can watch that movie that we. The robot thing. The I've robot. never got the game again. I'm forgetting the name. Of, what the hell is it called again? Uh, Titanfall. No, that's what I said earlier. No, it's not called Titanfall. <laughs> no, it's called Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. That's, that's the Pacific one. Pacific Rim. Why does it? I don't know. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I mean, unless it's going to be like some ruse then in a year's time. Ha ha. Well, this is the Kojima. Like, they just yeah. don't know. They just you don't know? know. He likes working the boys. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he might be. People are loving this podcast. He might. <laughs> loving it. <laughs> You might be in this occasion as well. Uh, another bit of news I have for you, Miller, is that uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, a game you I'm are... excited about it. I'm really, really... It's, like, it's so weird. A franchise that I thought was great. Yeah. I'm just so... Just couldn't give a shit. Towards, yeah. I couldn't care less. Uh, well, maybe you might be interested in this, but some people will be able to play the game a week before it launches on the 16th of March. Uh, because EA Access and Origin Access subscribers will be able to play it for 10 hours, a whole 10-hour trial. And, as well as that, which I think is the selling point, is that you won't lose any progress from that 10 hours. So it's not you're not just dumping 10 hours into it. Oh, so for, carry over. For, yeah, exactly, that's for carry over. That's for... So EA Access is their subscription service yeah. on Xbox. Origin Access, obviously Origin on PC. PC yeah. So PlayStation 4... Fuck off, basically. So if, I, been... if I'm a member of EA Access, yes. I can play it for 10 hours, yep. then i got to buy it. Basically, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but if you... like, There's no kind of get to the X point or whatever. It's basically as far as you can get in 10 hours, whatever you want to do. And then at 10 hours... like This is the, the regular thing on EA Access. At 10 hours, then it'll just be like, you've, you're done. Yeah. You have to wait now until it comes out. EA Access is both wonderful and frustrating at the same time. Because it's so close to being the Netflix model of games. Mm-hmm. But then it's not at the same time. Wouldn't it be great? And I know it's very cheap here. It's like 20 quid a year or something stupid. I mean, it's more than that. But but wouldn't it be great if it was just you pay, you're a member of EA Access, you pay your fee, just play Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. I understand why they're not doing that because of money. <laughs> and they wouldn't make as much money. But it's so, it's so close to being that model, which is a model I'm very fond of. Mm-hmm. But I still think giving... Because you get old games, don't you, through EA? Like last you year's do, FIFA yeah. and stuff like that. It's but like being in CX. There you go. Yeah, this yeah. Is old game. A lot of them are just like the new ones. All you get, and it's only with select ones you get the you get the trial. Like Battlefield was the same. So I guess, I guess it works. I mean, you're paying forty quid a year, whatever it is. 
you're getting access to old good games. Mm-hmm. Only Battlefield Ford's on there now, isn't it? So that's yeah. pretty good. So yeah, I guess if you, yeah, that makes sense. And then you get the trial of new games. Ten hours is pretty good. I guess it's a good service. Yeah. I, just, and I think it's nice. I mean, but the thing is, I'm, I, I wouldn't sign up for EA Access just well, to play 10 hours of Mass Effect. Well, that's what, that's yeah. what I was going to say to you. Like, would, if, if you were, uh, if you have all the consoles, you have a PC, all that, and you're going to play Mass Effect, I know you're going to get it on your PC or your PlayStation. Well, maybe not PC, because if you've a souped up PC, that kind of takes everything out. But if you were going to get it on PlayStation 4 and you saw this, would that kind of, would that kind of tempt you? Yeah, I think so. If I wasn't 100% sure if I wanted it, I guess if I could like you know try before I buy, why not? Yeah, probably. But at the same time, I think I just buy the game. Mm. I just I can't be faffing around with all these things. I'm old now. <laughs> I need instant access straight away. The, I do think it's a good system though, or a good service. And it kind of gives for like because this kind of tempts me a little bit because of the fact that I mean Mass Effect is humongous and will probably be forty, fifty, maybe mm. more uh, hours. Like, here you get it a week earlier, play 10 hours, kind of drip feed it, and then wait another week, and then kind of... Yeah. It's 10 hours it of play, isn't it? It's not like you ten start hours of play. it, and then it's like the you've got 10 hours. I think, anyway. Because there are games that do that, don't they? You get 10 hours, but as soon as you hit... It's like the films on iTunes. So you get 24 hours to watch it, but as soon as, as, soon as you hit as play, it's like, right, that timer is now on, no matter what you do with this movie. Yeah. But I assume it's 10 hours of play time. I think so. If you turn so. off your Xbox One, it's like... But, um, Either way, you can't really... You know, yeah, yeah. You know, there, there, there may be a, quite a big portion of the audience who played ten hours ago have had enough for that game, exactly, and they yeah. never get the money they would have got otherwise. So. <laughs> uh, but a game that Nintendo Switch players will be playing zero hours of is Resident Evil Seven. This was weird. Why was this even a conversation? Like, so <laughs> who thought who thought it was coming out on Switch? I didn't. I didn't even think that was a thing. Well, the the game's producer. I'm gonna have a stab at it. Masachika Kawata, which I think is pretty oh, good. Sounds like good yeah. um, uh, he spoke to the Express and said uh, he finds the system uh, unique, the Nintendo Switch, and said, I'm looking forward to the possibilities of, of the Nintendo Switch itself, but we have no plans at the moment regarding Resident Evil on Switch. Now, as you say, I don't think anyone was expecting it to come mm. out on the Nintendo Switch, but is that not an indictment on the Nintendo Switch? That this game that is coming to everything... It depends what else Capcom have got in the books for it, though, because I'd much rather Capcom was secretly working on a bespoke game for the Switch. Like with most Nintendo consoles, the best games are the developers who actually think of ways to use the hardware, use, yeah, yeah, as opposed to here's just Resident Evil 7. Again, the good thing with the Switch is you always have the argument of, yeah, but now it's portable, but now it's portable. And that is a big plus. Like, oh, well, Resident Evil 7 PS4, yeah, but it's portable on Switch. Mm. But why waste millions of dollars of, of development for a console that's not even out when your game is coming out two months prior. Because old games ported across never do well. Never do well. I remember when Batman came to the... Batman Arkham City came to the Mass, Wii. Mass Effect 3 Nobody came to Wii cared. U. Like, if you wanted to play those games, you've played you've those played games. Them. Whereas if um, Rocksteady had come up with a bespoke Batman experience, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this mm. is great. It's really, the, really good. The only thing is, if... If they did release a Resident Evil this year on the Switch, I think it it has the potential to do well. Like what what I find worrying about this is the fact that like Capcom, amongst other like Bethesda, EA, other publishers, good number of them have been mentioned as like uh, publishing partners or whatever the, the title is with n- the Nintendo Switch. Like this is probably Capcom's biggest game this year. I don't know what they got. Uh, there's Marvel versus Capcom. It's big, but it's niche, isn't it? Like, yeah, like uh, yeah. Other than other than this, this is their surely their biggest game. So like, 
the fact that they're not bringing this over to the Switch, like, I think that's kind of letting the Switch get off to a bad start straight away because I know I know what you're saying. The Switch will have its Super Mario Odysseys, Splatoon 2s, Mario Karts, whatever. But to to battle the other boys, they, they do kind of need a bit True. of third-party support. I just think, unless it was coming out day one on the Switch, so it didn't feel ridiculously delayed, mm-hmm. I just think it's a waste of Capcom's time. I, if I was Capcom, I'd be like, what's the point? We may as well just make it look really good on the consoles that we knew about when we started developing this thing, as opposed to then shifting resources to try and make it work on the Switch. When, as soon as you know about the Switch and you've got your dev kits in, you can go, right, what can we do going forward? You know, with with the Switch, you can come up with the Resident Evil game, Resident Evil Switch. Don't call it that. That's like the least <laughs> threatening Christ. game. Now. Resident don't. Evil Switch is the least threatening Resident Evil game ever. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be my thing. I just don't think that... Like, I'm surprised Skyrim's on it. I know. Who I, um, wants to play Skyrim now? I get again. It. I get it. Portable Skyrim is cool. But I just think if you wanted to play Skyrim, you probably played so much of it now. You don't need to play it anymore. Because even the, with the remasters coming out last October, November, yeah. how much but Skyrim the thing do is, you that need? That was like 20 quid or something. That mm-hmm. was one of those cheap Bethesda. It's 60 pounds on the Switch. 60. I mean, it won't be because you can find deals. But then we'll hey, 50 pounds. Yeah. For Skyrim in 2017. Skyrim's a great game. Nothing against Skyrim. But it, but it is six years old. By the, time, like, by the time it'll come out. Yeah, it should be 30 quid. Yeah. Is that day one, Skyrim? It's not, is No, it? it's not. No, no. That should be 30 pounds. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or a downloadable game. You know, something. I get it. Again, the portable aspect can justify anything. Portable Skyrim's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Oh, man, that battery life. 10 minutes for that. <laughs> um, but then again, that argument's negated as well because you can buy those power packs from Amazon. Which is a good argument. People do things phones. to charge your phone. Yeah, yeah. So why not do it with your console? What's the difference? Yeah, uh, true. But true. Um, yeah, I just that that I never enjoy the oh we'll put a big old game on the new console kind of a deal. I I, I actually think remasters make more sense than that because at least a remaster go they've up they've up res it mm. so on and so forth as opposed to yeah this is an old game and we're just putting it because we were good putting name it, value yeah and it probably costs the development studio nothing when it's that old as opposed <laughs> to resident evil 7 which i presume would take money and time and all this stuff who knows i've played a little bit i think it, about two hours i don't know what it would be in <laughs> in real person to someone who like isn't scared of their own shadow oh, is this games. resident evil Resident you Evil Seven. I've, yeah, um, I, I've played a bit, just kind of regular, and I've played a bit in VR as well. And uh, yeah, I, I've put about two hours into it, and I can see, I can see both the praise and the criticism. How now, bad is it? Because I've got to play it at some point. How bad for a man who thought he was dying playing? I thought I was dead playing PT. I thought this is it. This is the the transition to the afterlife. Like. He- <laughs> <laughs> it is genuinely terrifying. Like it, it is, especially the opening oh, hour. Great, or the st- bit I'll probably play for a video is this the worst bit. Great, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the the opening hour is genuinely fucking terrifying. No, I think. Have you played some of the demo? Yeah, I played probably the opening. To be honest, it probably. So it, I think they changed it from the demo. They, they've didn't they've they? altered it slightly, I, I believe. I never played the demo, but I kind of saw bits and pieces of it. Um, I played it in VR. The fuck was wrong with me? You did it in VR as well. I did it in right? VR, yeah. It's fucking scary. It really is. But uh well in terms of VR, there are bits uh where 
Like I'm sure Alice would probably be, be able to attest to this next week when she's back. But there are bits in VR that I played where you can clearly see that you know it, it's specific for VR. They've made this because they yeah I should not be the case, where like yeah. someone's kind of hands come for your throat or someone hits you in the head, kind of threatens you to make you kind of go back. You know, um, but I think it, that's okay though because I imagine it still works. It, it does work. It does work, so. and it's like VR. And horror is, it's the perfect marriage because, like, I personally don't understand those people. I'm sure you're the same as me. I don't, why do you want to be scared? Well, I, for me, I feel like I'm going to die. That's why I don't like it. And I don't like feeling like I'm going to die. So, yeah, I don't it's get not, it. It's not a nice feeling. No. But some people do like that feeling. And I'm sure they will, they will play Resident Evil in VR. And if you do, fair play, because it's fucking genuinely really, really scary. But I think one person will die playing it. Genuinely. If you've got a poor heart, I think one person's going down. That's not a bad show. And that's the end for VR. That's Get on to Paddy Power. Put, <laughs> <Yeah>. your bets, <laughs> put your bets in now. One person will die in 2017 playing VR. But they... So I, I've never felt kind of nauseous or sick when playing VR. Uh, but with Resident Evil, I did a little bit. See, I did too. Not when I was playing it, but afterwards. So I don't know whether that was just because when you get scared, your adrenaline goes up mm. and that would play a factor. Because if I'm playing Eagle Flight, I'm like, you know, I got actually, yeah. that's, not, that's probably a bad example because you're wiggling your head everywhere. Job simulator or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. fine. But I, I thought this, why did I, I felt really queasy, like I'd been in the back of a car or something or a bus. Yeah. So I thought maybe it's because of the, the adrenaline and the way it makes you react to it. Maybe, maybe that's, I don't know. I don't, maybe you actually think you're there. So See, you feel sick like you would do as if you were actually there. Actually I don't there. know. Maybe it's the ultimate compliment. But I, I think that because, like, say take something like Job Simulator, uh, where you are stationary uh, and you're just, you're just kind of moving your head, obviously with Resident Evil. You're moving in game, but you're staying still. So I think that it is that kind of car sickness because I played it for about 20 minutes and yeah, I kind of, I, I had to get out of there and get back into the real world, basically. Um, because with uh, the way Resident Evil, the way you turn in Resident Evil while you're wearing the VR headset, you turn as you normally would in a first-person game with the right analog stick. But it kind of does this thing where you snap. So, and I think it's like, I think it's set default to like thirty degrees. So, you, so each time, oh, okay, right, each yeah. time you flick the right analog stick, yeah, you snap thirty degrees either way. And what I, I I I don't know why that's the the default because it just it messed it messed with my head because it was so it was so jarring mm, like a robot exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess it's because you need to do quick turns and stuff in a game like that I don't know I yeah don't yeah know. possibly yeah so you kind of have that kind of reaction time but uh, if you want to be scared VR is probably the way to play it but yeah so only after having played the first two hours. I can see how, like, whilst my experience with the series isn't extensive, like, I played one... Well, I played the first three. I missed, apparently, the best one, four. Uh, I think five's the best one. Really? Don't let anyone know that. (laughs) Because everybody hates five. I really thought it was a good game. And I played Revelations 2, which is quite good. People like that, I I like that game. But... um, yeah, so I, I can see how this kind of evokes memories of the first Resident Evil. Because obviously you're in a, a house, so the mansion and all that. And you're kind of, it's quite puzzly the first two hours or so that I played. But 
I can also see the cracks a little bit because the weird thing I find about this Resident Evil is there, I'm almost positive, there are no zombies in it. It's it's all these kind of weird, well, they're a bit hulking, like, gooey messes yeah. kind of thing. That's kind of a zombie, right? <laughs> I suppose I mean, it's just like an evil of... thing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I respect it because they basically made PT. That's what they did. They went, well, no one else is making it. We'll make it. And I yeah. think that's a really smart decision, especially for a franchise that didn't know what it wanted to be anymore. You know, it gave it a new identity, you know, changed the perspective of the camera and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I commend Capcom. Because it's like active reloading gears, just to be a parody of myself for a second. If I was making a game, it's a shooter, I'd go, just steal it. Just yeah. steal it, put it in the game. It's a really fun mechanic. And a lot of people don't do that. So I credit Capcom tremendously for... And I'm sure they'll say, oh, it was in development long before PT. Well, even if the case, it's heavily influenced by it. And I think that's smart because it was a game that was never going to be released. Mm-hmm. To so many people, oh, okay, it may not be as you know, made by the same people, but it gives me that experience that I want. Because you do leave the house eventually, don't you? You do. So, yeah, there are... Like, the main house isn't... Like, I haven't left it yet, but there are kind of, like, guest houses and other kind of areas so within, you're within the game. you outside sometimes. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I think it's important. But the, the actual house itself, oh, I think it's... The design of it is outstanding. It really is. Like, it feels to use a cliche like it feels very much lived in and you can you get this sense that because it is this dilapidated manky old fucking kind of mansion uh, but you get this sense that this the baker family did actually kind of inhabit it at one stage and stuff and they i really like them too because it's proper kind of hills have eyes deliverance kind of country yeah, yeah. and the, the baker family are are quite good uh but yeah as i say i can see the cracks ever so slightly in that, like, I have I have a pistol now where I where I am in the game, and I don't think I've ran out of ammo yet. Like, I, I ammo seems quite plentiful because the thing I'm a fan of that though. See, well, I suppose Resident Evil purists are like the the problems they had with five and six, five especially. And kind of the parts. I mean, six was this fucking kind of amalgamation oh, of all twelve games in one. Like, oh, why stop at one? Then you finish it. Oh, you unlocked a new game. It's like, oh, right, great, thanks, thanks so much. But the the fans' problems with them was obviously the fact that they were shooters. And uh, whilst I'm not at the real shooty bits, because like the last third of the game is meant to go like properly, just become a first person shooter. I can see it kind of creeping in a little bit. I'm all right with that. I'm alright, but maybe that's because I like to feel protected in those games. I don't want to be too fucking fussing around for ammo. Mm. Uh, and I don't mind if the last third, it depends how it does, but changing pace is good. I mean, it can go badly as well. Like the original Bioshock's a great example of that, where, oh, we'll change the pace. Like, this is terrible. Mm. Um, I'd have to play it. I'd have to play it. But I'm not, in, in, in theory, I'm not adverse to be giving loads of bullets and being allowed to shoot a lot of things. Mm. That sounds alright. By but me. the the opening is fucking great. Well, that's the like, like as like again as uh, it's very very scary at first. Which I'm not a major fan of jump scares. It's like, just fuck off. No, I don't just, mind atmosphere. I don't like uh, jump scares. I'm this like yeah. It's like like if you can guarantee me something I'm about to play has no. And I mean for real has no jump scares. I'll be fine. Yeah, I, I care I, about atmosphere. Fuck atmosphere. Atmosphere's only scary because I don't know what's in it. <laughs> like, is some, it all jump scares in the opening of? The it's not all jump scares. There are there are there are a few, but oh, it does fucked. at the very kind of opening of the game. But then it does kind of create this kind of really spooky, creepy, eerie kind of vibe, rather than just 
whatever you open a door and there's a big monster behind it um it like even to the point where and i i love uh alien isolation like it did kind of it did make me kind of uh, remember that a little bit uh but yeah the opening is is very good it's um oh, great <laughs> fabu <laughs> are you did do, uh, do you think do you have any interest in in resident evil or yeah no I, I like resident evil i mean i never played the original one um but you know i know i know of it <laughs> clearly <laughs> i've um, heard of it i've heard of it i heard it did well but i i genuinely resident evil 4 oh, i'm gonna get killed resident evil 4 was okay i played it after the fact and i thought it was fine mm. um and maybe that's the problem i didn't play it at the right time i did think it was a good game but i, I loved resident evil 5 because it just yeah because the guns felt like you were shooting cannons and that's why it was so fun because while it was quite a repetitive experience because you are shooting these guns that feel like you're taking things heads off and everything explodes mm. it's like, man i love shooting this gun and that and when you finish it and go through with uh, unlimited magnum oh that's a great experience see i thought it was really fun and it's got a big guy beating up a boulder i'm very easily pleased <laughs> and i like resident evil most but then again i'm not i mean i have i played the first one vicariously through somebody else mm. played a tiny bit of resident evil 2 i don't even know what resident evil 3 is i don't know the setting i don't know the idea the characters that's the one with the nemesis do you remember the big i remember the thing but i've never yeah. had any interaction with them four five and six i, I got on board with so mm. i'm probably not the best i just i just think what I like about it now is that it's mental. Like, if you think about the different genres and the, the way it's gone, like, what a crazy series. It's like Call of Duty one day going, yeah, we're, we're scary now. We're just scary now. What do you mean? We're a scary game. Yep. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, Miller, have you ever heard of a game called Lady Killer in a Bind? Absolutely not. Right. Well, are you familiar? Lady Killer in a in Bind. In a Bind, right? As in, I'm in a sticky situation yes right okay and i am a lady killer, a lady killer. as right. in a man that kills ladies well uh, well no not a man that kills ladies a lady who kind of kills ladies hearts oh like so suave suave debonair and debonair twat. and all those other right. words <laughs> 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 but um yeah so this uh, i i played lady killer in a bind what uh, the hell recently is uh it is on pc came to steam about two weeks ago i think i think it was on humble or something like that beforehand but lady killer in a bind is a very very interesting very strange game it sounds strange the uh, name alone is weird i'm looking it up so when 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 you think of the like yeah before before you see it, what what do you what kind of game do you think it is let's play let's play good a idea game. actually uh, some kind of side on plinky plonky quirky like a- adventure game maybe? No. no no well it's kind of a, I mean it's do you know the had a full boyfriend series with the pigeons oh, yeah, the yeah, graphic that, novel I the, yeah i played it with a uh, long forgotten video game member chris bratt at, at gamescom <laughs> i think it was on e3 and i hated it i left that little trailer i said to chris that's the shittiest game i ever played why am i chatting up pigeons well in this you chat up women and men <laughs> <laughs> right lady killer so it's 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 not exactly I mean, it's a little bit more true to life in that regard, I suppose, rather than talking pigeons. Oh my gosh, no, it's nothing like I envisioned at all. You're right, it is exactly like Hatterfield Boyfriend. You're 100% correct. No, if you take safe search off, then you'll you'll see some shit. (laughs) Right, okay. I mean, it is, Miller, it is filth. It is... How, what are we talking here? (laughs) What kind of filth? Oh my gosh. Oh my... Yeah. 
Fucking Nora. F- All right. Absolute I might dust. describe what I've just seen. Fucking hell. So basically, right. He's got an apple in his mouth. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's basically a group of 18-year-olds are on a cruise for their school tour, right? <laughs> Let's fuck. <laughs> From uh, where are they going? I don't know New York to Southampton. I think it is actually what, UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go there. And uh, they they must play this. The cool thing about Lady Kinder Bind is the what happens during the day. So it's like a, a, a kind of a cycle where it's morning. Japanese games they love like Persona. It's obsessed. I think it's American. Is it? <laughs> I think oh, so. Okay. I know Why it has that? that anime style. Okay, well, that's... but. But, uh, is that racist? Is that, have I just been massively racist? I apologise no, if I, I was massively racist just then. But, uh, so yeah, so you have a group of 18-year-olds on this cruise and they must basically... They don't have to ride each other, but they do that anyway uh, <laughs> because they must basically garner favour from people, get votes, which and then the person with the most votes at the end of the cruise will be the winner and like win $5 million, I think it is. $5 million? $5 million. Now, the way the dialogue system works is quite cool because, so it is the Haddafield boyfriend thing where there'll just be a picture of a person and the text Mm -hmm. and they'll say something and you'll get an option, right? So they might say, I don't know, fucking take off your clothes or whatever. Then your 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 first dialogue option will pop up, which might be like, fuck off. Right, and then, but if you you don't have to pick that, if you just pick to kind of proceed the conversation, then another option might come up, which which will be like, I don't know, whatever. Like, eh, I don't want to. So you, <laughs> you <laughs> with that tone, <laughs> so so you'll get it's so it's good in that it'll give you the first reaction, which is like your gut reaction, let's say. Mm. And then if you don't go with that, then you'll be given more, which unlock choice and stuff. It's quite interesting. But yeah, it's... A, it's just, I'm looking at it now. It's just nuts. It's a peculiar game because that's what happens during the day. Then during the night, they fuck. And it is, as, a, as you can see from the pictures... <laughs> But why? Why? I mean, I understand people... I mean, they're randy teenagers, Miller, basically. They just want to... Want to? A lot of them are finding themselves. And so, but so it's literally we just get to the evening. I shouldn't be looking at pictures while we do this. So we literally just get to the evening, and then it's like this is the time to to try and win somebody over through conversation and have sex. Yeah. Can you do that in the day? Or can you only do it in the evening? You. I don't think you can. I didn't anyway. Right. Okay. I didn't come across it. Why did you play this? Um, for, <laughs> <laughs> for, for review, there there okay. will be a review going on the site soon. Um, but it's. If I'm to look at it critically, the like the sex at the start is is very much like oh Jesus Christ where do I, I don't know where to look yeah. oh my God Almighty but then by the end of it when you're the, just a sex the, fiend well it's like whilst when the text is popping up and it's just like and then they fucking grab my hair and put and it's like yeah all right no. so it just well, becomes kind of boring diminishing returns right yeah that's what they say that's why when you get into the the darker side of sex it's just more and more. Until you're sticking apples in each other's mouths. I saw that picture, Colm. I saw it. <laughs> Fucking hell. You were almost a jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Yay! Miller, it's time to play a game. 
Oh no! Because oh, it's all about the game and how you play it. <laughs> is this the same game from last week? This is the same game from Man, last week. I was shite at that, and there was two other people in the room. Well, I'm sure you'll be brilliant this week. Oh, this is bad, it's Tom. time for another edition of Who Am I? Uh, because, and I can say this now: every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, <laughs> I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues, or this week colleague, uh, with a simple game Shit called knowledge. Who Am I? I give seven clues to the identity of a video game character. And you, Simon Miller, you must get, give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop and then give me your answer. Uh, now, even though it is just you, I will still ask you to adhere to the rules and say stop when you have an answer for I me. I will do. I'd like to point out, I think it's the highlight of the podcast now. Oh, Sorry, you. news, playing games and questions. You've been out, outdone <laughs> by this. Um, so clue number one. I first appeared in a video game in 1996. I first appeared in a video game in 1996. That doesn't help too much. Uh, that's 11 years You're not ago. limited to guesses if you want to have a stab at it. We'll, we'll move Stop. on. We'll Crash move. Bandicoot. Incorrect. Was that 96? Probably early. It wasn't probably 94. Or uh, something. No, I think it was, 90, it was 95 or 96. It was around that time anyway. But clue number two. I have appeared in substantial roles in four video games, being the protagonist twice, and that's the end of the clue. <laughs> He's been in four video so games I've and twice appe- he was the hero. Yes. Or the main guy. Wow, that's that's different. Metal Gear Solid Snake. Stop Snake. Incorrect. Damn it. Clue number three. I like stars. Now, if you if you'll cast your mind back to last week and my bore clue, this is a very similar one. Stars. It's, it's only easy when you know it. Like as soon as you say it last, I'm like, oh shit, I like stars. 96. No, no, give me another one. Clue number four. My most recent substantial appearance in the series I'm associated with came in 2015 in an episodic affair. 2015? Yep. I don't know. Clue number, <laughs> <laughs> clue, clue number five. I'm generally generally regarded as quite likeable by fans due to my hammy lines. Or Should ha- I know this? Um, is Hammy a clue? Is like a no, Hammy isn't a clue. Oh, okay. Hammy, Hammy like that's stars. Ha- Hammy dialogue, like. Yeah, yeah. It's not a pig. <laughs> I don't know. I clue don't number know. six. Shit, I've got to get it before seven. Clue number six. I have a daughter called Moira. <laughs> so who know who this is? Moira? Yeah. Clue number seven. I recognise the abilities of other, especially those who are a dab hand at unlocking things. Chris Redfield? Incorrect. It's one of them, isn't it? Um, I don't know any of the other names. Jill. Jill Smothers. No, not Jill. I don't, I don't know Jill's last name. <laughs> Jill Valentine is not her either. Uh, it's the it's the other one. It's the one that says that to Jill. He says it to her. I don't know. Who, I thought that was Chris Redford that said that. Shit. I don't, who is the other guy? I don't even fucking know. This is where people get mad. It's, he works in video games <laughs> and he doesn't know the other character of Resident Evil. It starts, uh, it starts with a B. Bar- oh, Barry. Yeah, Barry. Uh, Burton. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Excellent work, See, we, we had a problem there from the start. I didn't know Barry Burton was ever a star of Resident Evil game. Because yeah. as we said earlier, I didn't really come on board until four. Well, there so, you go. There you I, go. I, sh- I should have probably guessed Leon Kennedy, you think, at some point. But I didn't. I didn't go over that. I, I suppose to go, go through the clues, I first appeared in a video game in 1996, the original Resident Evil. Mm. Uh, I've appeared in substantial roles in four video games, being a protagonist twice 
Uh, he was so that threw me. I didn't know that. that so really he threw he me. he was a protagonist in Revelations two mm. and Gaiden, which apparently was a Game Boy Color game. I didn't okay. know that. Right. Uh, I like stars. Special well, tactics now you've said and that. rescue That's, service. It's one of those ones. that's so obvious now. Um, my most recent substantial appearance is in 2015 in Episodic Affair Revelations two. Uh, five. I'm generally regarded oh, as quite likable due to my hammy lines, all the sh- fucking dialogue. Six. Daughter call Myra. That yes, he does. <laughs> and. I'm uh, recognize the abilities of others, especially those who are dab-handed unlocking things. Of course, Jill, you are the master of unlocking. So I didn't know Revelation. Well, if I did, I forgot that Revelations was episodic. Completely forgot that entirely. Mm. Moira, I never would have got. I started thinking about Telltale games, and that was the uh, that was the end for me. That, well, that, that was kind of a bit of a red herring. I put the <sighs> put the episodic thing in there to throw. One you. day there will be a Resident Evil Telltale game, so we can look forward to that. <laughs> So now it's time for questions. Every Tuesday on the Video Gamer Twitter account, at VideoGamer.com, we ask you for questions, and you give us some, which is fucking lovely of you. Uh, so, Miller, we have a couple of questions here. Uh, we have one from Jason Curtis, who asks, if you could bring one video game character to life, who would it be and why? Marcus Phoenix. Because <laughs> he's massive, isn't it? That's it. Would you, would you not be... He's... I mean, he's, he's a funny guy, especially in 4. Mm. Uh, quick-witted and all that, but he seems a bit angry. Would you not be... Yeah, but think about... He'd be a gym partner. It'd be amazing. The, he'd be angry, focused. The constant motivation. Because he's, he's massive. Or oh, oh, classic. Always, definitely. No question. Mm. 100% Marcus Phoenix. Or Mario, because that'd be weird, wouldn't it? Uh, I'd probably have to bring Solid Snake to life. Yeah. Just just to chat to him about... Uh, Resident Metal Gear 2. <laughs> how did you feel about that? Yeah, how did you feel about Raiden taking the, <laughs> the playable character role? Um, or maybe Lara Croft, because she seems like a lovely girl. Uh, Sean, <laughs> uh, Sean asks, Do you remember that BBC miniseries from the 90s called Neverwhere? Now, I don't, and I'm just taking a stab that you might. No, I don't. Shit. What was it on BBC? Yeah, what, what BBC miniseries. On? He didn't say. Right. Sean didn't. Sean, if you're if you're out there, please get in touch. Up, no, let right. let us know. Never, never, as in never do this. And where, as in where, where, where did they never do that? So yeah, as in over there. No, when, <laughs> as in where are you? As in where are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah look look up never wear. Yeah, ne- right. Never wear would be like a clothes show. I don't know. <laughs> uh, never wear. Um, oh shit! What, while you're doing that, I, I'll uh, give you another question. Uh, I can answer this actually. Do you think? Do you think Thesaurus asks, am I right in thinking Resident Evil 7 doesn't have much of a connection to previous game story, not played much Resi before? You would be right. Uh, no, it's completely separate, right? It's, yeah, you don't, just... you don't have to worry about kind of not knowing who Leon Kennedy is or Who's, who are Barry you? Burton or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who are you in it? Uh, you are a guy called Ethan Winters, who is... <laughs> Such a video game name. Who is looking for his wife, Mia. Do you get Maya. any... I mean, you haven't played it all. Is there any Resident Evil like, oh, it's Chris Redfield or anything like that? Or is it completely separate? Uh, I, I don't know. Fair I don't know from two, two hours. Um, Netherware is an urban fantasy television series by Neil Gaiman that first aired in 1996 on BBC Two. So no idea. What the hell Not a clue. Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, never, never heard of it. Um, we have another question here from uh, Simon Kane, who asks, if you could put a game's protagonist into another game series... Who would go where? E.g. put Snake into Snake. 
So is there any is there any a non Gears of War character <laughs> that you would well, take Kratos into Sonic and then just watch Kratos decapitate Sonic and Tails? You're breaking and my heart, Miller. You're breaking my heart. Doctor Redman would like try and befriend him, and Kratos would rip off his moustache. It'd be great. See, I thought uh, I thought you were going to say, or or what came to my mind was put Kratos into Animal Crossing. Well, that works too. That's because, good too. Because you have this happy, lovely <laughs> yeah. neighborhood where everyone is friends, which is a lie. It's, it's Neighbors hate each other. And it's a flipping dictatorship by Tom Nook, yep. who drives his prices up as and when he sees fit. He's a fucking bollocks, that I'm, Tom I'm Nook. worried about Kratos, you know. Dad Awards this year. I'm really worried about that game. I don't I, think it's going to be what I are want. Are you not looking forward to it? I don't like he's got a kid, man. Is it too much? Is it it trying to make... It's like... He wouldn't have a kid, would he? It's Last of Us fault. Fucking naughty dog. Everything's got to have a relationship now. Yeah. All I wanted... I get tea every time I say this on Twitter. All I want is Angry Man is Angry. That's Mm. it. That's shallow, but it's fantastic. Because it gets away with a lot because of how good its environments are. How Mm. far it pushes that mythology. I don't want a kid. I don't want to fucking take care of a kid. It better end with Kratos killing that kid. I swear, you better scream, <laughs> I am Kratos, and just ripped his head off. I am Kratos, I am the god of war, you are dead. Yeah, you are. Knife, knife <laughs> you are <throat>. dead son. <laughs> exactly. Ends, credits roll, 10 out of 10 experience. Uh, Owen Donnelly asks, you only get to play one game coming out this year. What comes to mind? Because for me... Shit, I need a list. So I... I, I was kind of, I, I saw this question, I was thinking about it, I was like, ooh, South Park comes to mind straight away, but then I was like, Oh, I really want to play Mass Effect. But I think if there's only one game I get to play this year, I think it kind of has to be Red Dead Redemption 2. Is, is that, that it, this year? I mean, it's supposedly. It is 2017. Which That would be mine, but I would also put Super Mario Odyssey in there as well. Yep. Because that will be great, because it's a proper Mario sequel. Mm. And you could argue that 3D World wasn't. You could argue that. You could. Down perspective, felt a bit like, you know... It was very great though. Yeah, it was, it was kind of isometric at points. Yeah, multiplayer game, really. Mm. You could argue, it wasn't, but you could argue that. Fuck. Whereas this is like, I, no, I, no, we're doing something different with Mario a la Galaxy. Yeah. I think history has been a bit unkind to 3D World. It was brilliant. I game. fucking really like that game. game. I mean, didn't, but as close to a 10 as you can get without getting a 10. Mm. Such a good game. Um. Regular homie Brian asks, what do you think the sleeper hit of 2017 will be? Is this similar to the other previous question where you need a list of games? Like I, I have a few here anyway. Um, yeah, you go, I don't know. Little Nightmares from oh, I saw that one. I Little Big Planet People. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Uh, Mini Molecule. That does, because it's such a change for them uh, to go again from the nicey, happy, happy mm. of Little Big Planet to this creepy boy in like a yellow Mac running around the place <laughs> like, who's like I think they're like small they're kind of borrower size I think aren't they? it feels more like a video game as well whereas their yep. last stuff felt a bit more like a tool yep. this feels more like a game and I think that's good um, uh, also what remains of Edith, Edith uh, what remains of Edith Finch uh, which is from do you remember oh, uh, oh shit what was the name of it? Uh, the unfinished swan yes I remember that oh, it was weird a very weird video game. Because I really liked the unfinished one. Did you one. really? Yeah, I did. Okay. Because I I quite enjoyed... I thought the mechanic was very cool. Like, the idea of, yeah, Painting just kind of world, wa- yeah. completely white world, splashing black paint to kind of find your way around it. What remains of Edith Finch is their next game. 
uh, where I think it's like basically uh, looks like to be going down a bit more of a horror route or something like that where it's um, I think this your this girl Edith Finch is missing or something not to my head I can't remember now but it's, uh, and they're kind of telling stories about her and things it kind of looks cool I think taking that idea down a horror route is a good idea because I remember when I first started playing Unfinished Swan it's very uncomfortable Mm. it's very weird because it's weird so I think you could take it in that direction Uh, Ross McMahon asks most disappointing ending to a game that you can think of Mass Effect 3 doesn't count I think Bioshock mentioned that earlier I fucking spot on Bioshock for such just loses its way entirely such a fantastic even up to the reveal and all that and then it just goes here's a big gold muscly bastard do you know know what I think they did and this is why I don't get too mad and they probably sat around and went what the fuck do we do How now? do we end this? And I don't have an answer. So they went, well, let's just go back to what we know, which is video games, right? That's a video game ending. Much like Rocksteady do. You know, oh, here's just a boss. Just kill the boss. And you don't need it. Yeah. But I think there's always this feeling. Because I mean, what would you... I mean, I would have just stopped it after the reveal. Stop it after the reveal. But I guess... You, you go in, you kill, and like, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. I do, it doesn't need... And even the shitty cutscene at the end, which looks different to the rest of yeah, the game, weird, looks it? so out of place and yeah. weird. Because I like games that just end. That's mm. why I like Gears of War 2. Gears of War 2, you push a button to end Gears. You fire the Hammer of Dawn... It takes about 10, 15 seconds to kill that boss. And you feel like you did something, but it wasn't hard. And then it's just, that's the end of the game. I thought, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Big explosion, big weapon. You know, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, and we have another question here uh, from Harry, who asks, and this, this could be a tough one, <laughs> top three cereals. As in as, as in, breakfast. I'm, I'm guessing breakfast cereals. Uh, Cocoa Pops. Solid. Now, I, I would, for for nostalgia's sake, for me per, uh, personally, I would probably say Frosties. Now, I, I, yeah, the Frosties be in there. I've gone back to them recently, and it, I don't like them as much. But <laughs> but, but Frosties, uh, they haven't aged well. Uh, but Frosties are, they were a staple of my childhood. Mm. They were they were the reason I, I was an obese child, but fuck me, I loved them. <laughs> oh, they were so tasty. I would have... I would have at least two massive bowls of Frosties every day, <laughs> without question. They were so fucking nice. Uh, so good. Um, but uh, what else? What, what else? I go Frosties, there? Cocoa Pops, Wheatos. They're my three. Wheatos. I love a Wheato. Chocolate Wheatos are fantastic. Ah, yeah, okay. The Wheato. Um, I also like. I mean, this is kind of probably a boring, grown-up choice. I'm a fan of fruit and fiber. God, <laughs> <laughs> choose that is just. Am I not allowed? Am I not allowed? You gotta choose child duck packet full of sugar. Oh, do you know what was? Oh, I'm sure they had to take these off the market because they were literally just. <laughs> it was just sugar in a bowl. Do you remember ricicles? They're still there. Are you they can, there? I don't, I don't think they're as intense because ricicles were basically um, uh, sugary pop, rice krispies. Yeah, rice krispies, but they were like. Because I used to put sugar on my Rice Krispies when I was a kid. Of course, yeah. And somebody just went, fuck that shit, dump it in the ricicles. They still exist, but I don't think they're as intense as they used to be. Oh, that's a shame. you can still get a ricicle with a guy with a little spaceman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that was about. I (laughs) was a spaceman in the front of it for. Well, isn't that all fucking, like, Frosties, a tiger? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cocoa Pops, a monkey in a hat. What's that got to do with anything? Bizarre. Cereals are weird, man. Kellogg's are fucked up. But I, I could, like, oh yeah. See, it's dangerous as well, cereal. I could fucking, I could eat, oh, do you know what's a fucking nice cereal? And I hate nuts, so I can't explain this, but I love Crunchy Nut. 
It's a good. It's good That's cereal. a good. Uh, I guess it's a lot of sugar again, though. Maybe that just, I saw like, it's just sugar masks the nut flavour with the crunchiness. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, but I think that just about does it uh, for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. Uh, you can, of course, get Video Gamer on all social networks and all that kind of jazz, like Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash videogamer.com, Twitter, videogamer.com, Instagram, we're on videogamer.com, Snapchat with all the kids, videogamer.com, and youtube.com forward slash TV. But for all of your video gamer needs, head to videogamer.com. Uh, we will do, I don't know, actually, yeah. There, there, there'll be, I don't know what we'll do, but. There, there will be an extra bit for VGBGs. Do not worry. And uh, what? Huh. Th- there no, will no there will be uh, an extra podcast as well on Friday. So look forward to that. Uh, so Miller, thanks very much. Oh, thank you, Kong. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. It um, has flown by. Do you have? I a fl- would. I would say that everyone's going to go. That we should just do it for the rest. From of now on, yeah. let's see if we can work that out. Yeah. Uh, have you any Springer's final thought? Uh, Braun Strowman will win the Royal Rumble so always remember being big is best that's a solid uh, final thought Uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again soon Slawn (laughs) 